Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 58 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Malanich of GratefulGarden.biz. Today we are talking with Jacqueline Risk, the detox diva, about low-carb diets and what's best for your health and your thyroid. What a great topic. I'm so excited for today. This is such a such a hot topic, and there's so much misinformation, so I can't wait to talk to her. So as you can hear, we're incredibly excited. But just a few things first. If you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation podcasts, so easily can you download and listen to them again at your leisure, iTunes, Stitcher, and stay tuned as we turn each show into an article, which is very cool that you can listen to or easily reference and read. Yeah, that's going to be neat. I keep saying I'm going to do it. It is on the list. I promise, promise. So are, so are the thyroid thrivers. You know, um, I can feel here in my throat. I wonder if everybody else can hear. I have had have bronchitis. It's still a little bit nasally, so the list is growing you when you're problem. sick. The list just keeps, it just keeps growing because there's not much you can do but try to heal yourself and listen to your body, as Tiffany and I always say. Okay, today have... <laughs> Jacqueline Risk, the detox diva. She has a doctorate in science and clinical nutrition and four certifications in transformational coaching, kinesiology, and herbalism. She has, well, that's really cool, right? She has an amazing story of personal healing and recovery that fuels her to help other women take charge of their life and their health. And uh, that's how the detox, Dr. Detox Diva was born. And we are so <laughs> excited. Because her website, for one thing, is beautiful, and we've been um, just kind of chatting back and forth, Jacqueline and I, for several months now. So it's always nice when you finally get to talk to somebody that you've been kind of working with. So we can't wait. Very cool. Very cool. And it looks like she's with us, so let's get this Thyroid Nation thriving. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I should say How good are you today? for me. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm happy to be here. Well, we are so happy that you are here. Where are you calling from? Yes. I am calling you from a little village in South Lebanon. And I don't mean Lebanon, Pennsylvania. I mean the country right next door to Syria. Wow. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Isn't it cool how how uh, how global we all are? It is. Yes. So are you okay? Are you vacationing or visiting family or? No, actually, for the moment, I mean, I'm a I'm a displaced American. I don't know, gypsy, um, but I am the mother of very very nearly in four days, three year old triplets. Um, they'll wow. be three in, in four days, and so when you have triplets. <laughs> you need a lot of help, especially when you run a business. So um, <laughs> you don't get that kind of help anywhere else. And so my my husband has just a you know a massive massive family. So um, you know he was saying to the mother in law that watches my children, and uh, you know we have help, and so that's what brings us to Lebanon. Wow, very so cool! And congratulations. Sorry. Is, is, he, pos- is he from is there? Pos- uh, my husband is Lebanese, yes. We actually met in Qatar, though. I had to go all, it's, it's a 
it's kind of a cute story. I mean, this is, you know, this is coming from a, from a, a woman with a, with a doctor. Um, but I had a, a fortune teller once tell me that I would meet the love of my life in the sand. And I literally met him in a country called Qatar. And if anybody doesn't know where that is, if they know where Dubai is, it's kind of next door. And, uh, you know, we got head over, you know, fell head over heels in love and uh, married him nine months later. And four years later, surprise, we're pregnant. And uh, about uh, nine weeks later, surprise, it's triplet. And oh, so, no. No, oh, how yeah. do you get oh, how I, do you I, get surprise? It's triplets. I don't. I mean, what, is that running your family? Health. I mean, was there any other any other help? I mean, yeah, really? Oddly enough, although my husband did not disclose, <laughs> I actually think people need to disclose <laughs> this. Um, oddly enough, triplets do run not only in his village, but they run rampant. Uh, they run rampant in the village. I mean, I know literally four sets of triplets. His cousin has triplets. Yeah, I think people need oh, to wow. disclose this before they, you know, <laughs> marry the love of their life and tell them that they're going to have a litter of puppies, um, which is essentially what women who birth multiples and, and more than more than two really do. They birth, you know, a litter. Um, so so surprise, it's triplets. So this was so this was a natural just surprise. It's triplets. I'm just in awe of this oh, that's I, I awesome. can't wrap my brain around it yes it's so cool yeah you and me both yeah i have to say i think i, I yeah it, it, honestly women women who hear my story and they say so there was no ivf i said not when i got pre- actually no not when i got pregnant that was completely natural um i'm uh, you know gonna gonna disclose you know being being very healthy and and really encouraging women to live healthy, but, you know, surprise we're pregnant probably was over a sushi and one too many or five too many martinis. Um, <laughs> you know, and so when you're living in Qatar and surprise or it's triplets, well, we're not going to stay in Qatar because, you know, what are you going to do? And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, so that's how we ended up in Lebanon. And that actually fueled um, even more my desire to get into thyroid health because I was diagnosed actually, wow, probably 10 years before as having Hashimoto's and, um, you know, had really done very well in keeping that at bay. And I moved to Lebanon. And when I say this, I say this very lovingly, ladies. The starch bread capital of the world. Uh-oh. Oh no! <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, you know, and imagine no, I, a woman who's just no. given you know birth to puppies and <laughs> essentially a litter, and um, moving to the starch capital of the world. What do you do? Right, right. So I have to ask you because when I first met Dana, and I, I don't know if you know, but Dana lives in Costa Rica, so. I was under the assumption, you know, Costa Rica, I'm thinking, you know, free-ranging cattle and all these amazing things, and there's actually a lot of processed food. So tell us about the food over there. I mean, you know, uh, is it a lot of, I would assume it would be a lot of spices. And I'm getting a lot of feedback. Yes, I'm getting a lot of feedback. Are we? Can you guys hear me okay? 
we can if someone have the if you have the show on in the background. No, I I don't, but I'm calling in from Skype, so you're going to have to bear with me a little bit. Yeah. Well, the is okay, not coming so, from. No, and now it's, it's probably not, not coming from you. It's probably coming from the fact that I'm, you know, an ocean away from you guys. <laughs> so, so tell us about the food over there. All right. So, you know, it's really funny that you say that about expecting Dana to have access to all of this really lovely free range. I expected the same thing when I came to Lebanon. I had organic gardening um, in my mind. I mean, I thought everybody ate. Oh, yeah. And I had been to Lebanon before, but I've never lived here. And so there is an enormous amount of processed food. Um, there isn't actually a great deal of spice. In fact, that's one of my challenges because every single thing that I cook involves some kind of spice. And my poor husband and mother-in-law are just like, it's too spicy. It's like, there's just a pinch in there. Um, but there is a, a great number of beans. Um, this is the only country in the world, and God loves them, where they can sit down and eat rice and potatoes and bread in the same meal. Oh I mean, I have watched, oh, yeah, I have watched them put rice and potatoes on a piece of bread and eat it. And, you know, when you have, you know, obviously, I mean, I don't know if either one of you have children, but after you've given birth, you know, you have a little bit of baby weight. And you can't eat like that. You know, you just can't eat like that. And the, the so it's, there is an enormous amount of processed food. They do a lot of vegetables if you consider um, tomatoes and uh, cucumber. And, yeah, those are pretty much their main staples. Um, they, do, they do wonderful, beautiful greens. Um, unfortunately, I don't know where it came from, but the, um, uh, they do a lot of the seed oils over here. I mean, they fry absolutely everything and that is a big problem mm. over here mm-hmm. you know and the let nutritionists me, get... don't know any different over here they're still prescribing you know diet lab and diet you know everything is diet <laughs> um but by and large and and you have to understand that one third of the population has diabetes over here oh my god without a doubt i mean how can they well, not it's going to happen here in costa rica too because of the staple food here is rice and beans, and and oh, yeah. now it's cheaper to eat processed food. I stopped talking because Did there was I a lot of feedback. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no problem. Yeah, exactly. Well, and 50% of the population has some sort of thyroid problem. Over there. Over there. Uh-huh, in Lebanon. 50% mm-hmm. of of the population, and it's usually hypothyroid. And the, the sad thing is, is, and I'm not against, I'm not one of these, these you know, people that are against thyroid hormone, but the sad thing is the only thing that they have access to is T4. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. I didn't hear so, Everybody I there. apologize. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I, I didn't. Hear, I didn't hear what you said. Your um, the very last thing you said. I apologize. 
Oh, I said, well, with 50% of the population having some sort of hypothyroid, and the, the doctors are doling out the only medication that, that is available over here is T4. It's, it's uh, levothyroxine. So they have no oh. access to T3. They have no access to, um, you know, anything that might be more natural. Um, nobody knows about it over here. So, you know, that the, the right. And, and that's that's what it um, is crazy. That's what that's what fueled Thyroid Nation. I live in Costa Rica. I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's here, and they only have B4 levothyroxine, and that's what fueled me to start Thyroid Nation. Really? Because I thought this is crazy. This cannot be. You know, they offer you to give uh, you a thyroidectomy. What? Right. Uh, I mean, I just no, can't they, even... they they do more thyroidectomies <laughs> over here than any in, than anywhere. So oh I my gosh! That. Mm. That's that is to me is just amazing. You know, Dana and I have talked to people from around the world, and it's amazing to me how consistent that is. Where you can't get T3 medi- medication, you can't even properly get tested. You know, um, it just that is just yeah. <laughs> you know, we think we have troubles in the U.S. You know, when you talk internationally, it's it's compounded even even worse. That's crazy. Mm. Well, we know that you have. An amazing story, and uh, we would love it if you would share it with the listeners. Would you mind? No, no, not at all. Um, Well, I started my uh, journey towards nutrition, actually, when I was in my late 20s, and I'm not going to age myself here, but (laughs) I was in my late 20s, and um, I was burning the candle at both ends. I mean, I was a lobbyist before all of this, so... I'd always wanted to play mm-hmm. politics, and I got to play politics, and I was diagnosed with, with a, a breast tumor, um, an estrogen-dependent de- breast tumor at 28 years old, which now, unfortunately, is really not that unusual. But back in, in that day, that was, I, I remember the first time that my doctor saw it, it's like, no, you can't possibly have this. You're too young. Right. Go home. Um, and that kind of sent me careening off of the I want to play politics and into the, wow, if I'm this sick, and I was very sick, then, you know, I really, I'm really not taking care of my body and I really need to take care of my body because clearly nobody else is going to do it for me. So quit my job, went back to school, um, and I'm one of these people who just when I start something, if I'm not mastering it, I'm not doing it. And, um, but oddly enough, then life changes. I actually got better. It took me um, a good year of, of, of regular treatment. You know, I did go through a lumpectomy. Um, I did go through all of the usual suspects, but I also went through um, an immense number of holistic treatment, which I'm convinced is actually put me right back on the road to health faster than normal. Um, and, you know, and my tumor was, was stage two, so it was not something to sneeze at. You know, we're not talking about the early stages. Um, right. I had moved to London, which I was very fortunate to do. I just picked up and decided, well, I, I've never lived in London. Let's go off to London. And oh, oddly enough, that's where I really started to study nutrition, really good schools over there. And, um, but I was also helping a girlfriend of mine with her PR company. So burning the candle at both ends and straight down the middle. 
four years after my diagnosis, I started to gain weight but was really fatigued. I don't know if anybody can, can out there can really understand what that feels like. Um, but I wasn't, it wasn't like I was not eating healthy, but the stress was just really a, a, a lot. And um, something wasn't quite right. And I remember going in and having a facial. This is not how anybody should be diagnosed with having something wrong with their thyroid. And as the lady was doing, oh, yeah, as she was doing a facial, she was palpating my neck and she said, your neck is swollen. She said, you have a thyroid issue. And I said, oh, come on, you know, your facialist, what could you possibly know about, um, you know, a swollen thyroid? But sure enough, she was right. Wow. And now I did end up having to go have half of my thyroid taken out because the Hashimoto's literally, we all know what Hashimoto's is, and it essentially attacks the thyroid tissue. And Half of my thyroid essentially disintegrated on the, the, the table. I mean, he took it out and said there was nothing there. Wow. So, okay, you know, clearly studying nutrition, but now I need to go in a slightly different direction. I started to get involved in, in what, what happened with this. What was, you know, I, I had to, I didn't, luckily you didn't have to go fight. In London, you don't have to generally, because I wasn't, I had private health insurance. That was, that's the key. If you, if you have private health insurance, even in the U.S., come on, come on, ladies, isn't it the truth? Um, it's a little easier to get tests done than, you know, if you're, if you're doing something more public. And, uh, and the doctor diagnosed me with Hashimoto's. And I don't think back then people really knew a lot about it. So I had to study it. And that was kind of a little bit eye-opening and really did wonders. I mean, I actually got off all of my thyroid meds for a long time. And then I moved to Qatar and, well, you know, it's not always easy to get anything over there in a Middle Eastern country in the middle of the desert either. So, you know, I have off and on taken my meds and I did take them all the way through pregnancy too. So, um, you know, I was, I, had a very, I was very lucky, had a very healthy pregnancy. Um, but when my kids were born and we moved to Lebanon, <laughs> and you start eating over, uh, over here the way that they eat, because, you know, you inevitably have to, at least for a little while, fall in line. Um, then, and you'll have to just... Sorry, one of I'm sorry, lady. That's life. Um, I love it. That's life, right? That is, that's life. That Dana is, has two. I have four. So trust me, we know. <laughs> oh, so you do know. Well, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was not intentional at all. But, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, the older that they get, the more independent they are. It's funny how that works. Um, so, yeah. So then I started, honestly, it's, you know, over the last three years, the first year that I lived here, oh, my Hashimoto symptoms got far, far worse than they had ever been. And the funny thing is, I guess maybe new motherhood, <laughs> maybe, you kind, of, you kind of have to ask yourself, why do I feel so tired and why am I not losing this baby weight? And then one day it was like, ah, oh, dummy, you know, you have Hashimoto's, you can't eat just a little of 
a little mar'uk, which is their bread over here, or a little, you know, or a little sandwich. There's no such thing as a little baguette, you know. So, so here I am. <laughs> Um, you know, and when I, and, and the funny thing is, is when I, I made this, when I wrote this post for you, this is a struggle I have gone through with. I did the very low carb diet. You know, I'm a nutritionist. I cannot have baby weight. I don't know if you guys are liking it all. Right. But I'm a nutritionist. Oxymoron. You know, I, yes. I can't have baby weight. I can't look unhealthy. Um, so I've done, I, I've done all of the, the very low carb diet. Um, don't everybody kill me at once. You know, I've done the extreme paleo kind of, of you know, meal plans. And so I, and, and the thing is, is I just got more hypothyroid. So hmm. that led me, you know, inevitably that's kind of how the detox diva evolved from a, you know, here's a juice you might like to know. Now let's get very, very serious and talk about all of this stuff. <laughs> I love your site, by the way. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, it Thank is gorgeous. You. It is gorgeous. Very soothing. That was the intention, yeah. I hope, I hope a lot of people find, find it that way. Soothing. It's soothing, but um, let's see. The site, there was another site that we thought was soothing. I would say more um, like a Appealing. It's just very appealing. Everything about it. I just love it. When I was looking at it, Thank the black you. and the gold, it's actually exquisite for some reason. That's what keeps coming to my mind. Yes. But it's, yes. it's, very, it's very appealing. It's a lovely, lovely sight. And you as well are just absolutely beautiful. What is your heritage? Is it, is it Middle Eastern as well? Or? Oddly enough, um, maybe I think like <laughs> attracts light. Oddly enough, I am half Ukrainian. And half Lebanese, um, but oh, you know wow. the Lebanese, but the, not the Ukrainian that actually knows anything from from Ukraine, or the Lebanese that knew anything from uh, from Lebanon until I I married my Lebanese husband. Um, <laughs> still don't think I know anything from Lebanon now, honestly. <laughs> that is just so meant to be. I love that. It That's is. amazing. It is. <laughs> Okay, so let's just jump right in because, of course, it is the low-carb diet is so um, very popular right now. And, uh, you know, there's pros and cons to it. So we would love to know your definition of, of a low-carb diet because, you know, everybody's got their own definition. And, and uh, what's your definition, the detox diva of a low-carb okay. diet? All right, well, a low-carb diet um, – Okay, well, where to start? That is just such a loaded, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are just going to yell <laughs> or, or, or want to throw things at the radio at this point. Um, <clears throat> look, a low-carb diet, um, anything under 300, the standard American diet is 300-plus carbs, if you, grams of carbs per day. So if you Isn't think that about crazy? that, and that's just, the, that is crazy, and that's the standard American diet that's, somewhat healthy eating by what is it now a plate i mean i know it's not the pyramid anymore i think it's now still a plate for the time being um right. and in and in lebanon i i did the macros it's uh upwards of 450 grams a day so oh, wow. if you if you look at it in in that perspective 
anything under that is lower carb. Um, and the, what I'm talking about being damaging to, to the thyroid, incidentally, is under 50 grams a day. So that's very low carb ketosis. And no, don't bodybuilders, I just, I'm not really interested in you calling and yelling me and, at me and telling me that, that <laughs> your thyroid is fine. Um, you know, and, and specifically I'm speaking to women, okay? Men have a little bit more of an adaptive process. I don't know, maybe because they were the, the cave. Yeah, maybe. They have a little bit more play. But because we have so many, um, my grandmother used to say, God just didn't make women right. We have so many <laughs> estrogen issues and <laughs> progesterone issues um, that when you play all of that in, you know, those carbs become increasingly important to us. And when I say carbs, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about a croissant every day or a loaf of, of baguette, um, but, you know, a little bit of starchy carbs every day that really helps us. So, you know, uh, low carb is, by my definition, anything under 150 calorie, uh, car- grams of carbs a day. Um, but okay. that's about, incidentally, 150 grams, unless you are training for a marathon or in the gym three, three hours a day hitting, you know, 150 carbs is about, grams of carbs is about all you really need in a day. It's about all we can really process. You know, right. so although under 150 grams is considered, in my view, a low carb diet, we can really, you know, if we are just running after our kids and maybe doing an hour at the gym and, you know, maybe it's, it's hit or it's, you know, just a little Pilates or something between 100 and 100 and 150 grams uh, will manage to keep us kind of losing weight or at least maintaining our weight. Under uh, between 150, that's when things get a little bit iffy because that's when you really have to start to, to, to start making sure that there's absolutely no underlying um, anything wrong with the health. You know, or making sure that your hormones are in balance. Making and the thyroid hormone is one of those hormones, but you know your hormones mainly. You know your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. Um, Anything under 50, when you get into ketosis, and I know, I know, I know, everybody loves ketosis. You know, that's when really rapid weight loss occurs. But the very, you know, unfortunately, that's also when the stress hormones elevate. Right, and ketogenic diets really, I always bring up the ketogenic diet. So just so you know, you're talking to two carb girls, so you're doing okay. We're not not ready to do it. But ketogenic diets were really originally designed for people who were really critically ill. Just throwing that out there for people. So let's keep talking. We love where you're going. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, let me me interrupt really quick and tell you that we have the ketogenic man, um, Jimmy Moore. I don't know if you guys know who he is. I do. He's coming. He's coming on the show here in the next couple months, so it's going to be really interesting. I can't wait. Okay, back back to what you're saying. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to miss that one. I'm not going to miss that one. Um, you know, and it's, you know, it's just one of those things. So, the, yes, and you're right. You're you're absolutely right. Ketogenic was actually there. A, a ketogenic diet is is perfect for somebody with MS. By the way, right. That was right. essentially 
what that diet was created in. You know, weight loss was just like, oh, wow, weight loss. And then Atkins wrote his book, and I don't know. I think every celebrity nutritionist out there has some form of low-carb diet. And I just, I don't know. I do face palms just regularly every single day. <laughs> um, it, you know, I just kind of shake my head at, you know, if one more person says, oh, butter coffee is the best thing for you, I'm, you know, going to beat my head up against the wall. So, yeah, and, and ketogenic, look, ketogenic diets, in, in very, for very short time frames for people that are very insulin de- and resistant, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But there are doctors out there prescribing for women um, severe intermittent fasting, which is 18 hours a day, and under 20 grams of carbohydrate a day. And these oh women don't understand why they're losing weight, but they feel really terrible. Right. And that doesn't even support metabolism. That's craziness. No. That's just that's it's, craziness. But they're, still, but they're still prescribing it. Um, yes, of course. You know, I, I, I will talk about one of my clients. She is on the heavy side. She's over 100 kgs. However, um, she needs me by my calculations, about 65 to 65 to 85 grams just for her metabolism. Right, and right. this doctor has her on under 20 grams of carbs a day and, you know, is not even looking at her thyroid function. So that's insanity to me. So that is my definition. Of when I'm talking about avoid low-carb diets, I'm talking about especially under 50 grams a day. You know, that's just that's going to kill your thyroid craziness it's a it doesn't have it does not support long-term health that is that is my opinion as well i agree entirely we're totally on board with you (laughs) well and i really think don't you think as well that i really think it's very person dependent you know uh if you're dealing with a fairly healthy person or you're dealing with someone with you know, uh, severe adrenal issues or whether you're dealing with a diabetic or whether you're dealing with a thyroid issue, there, it's, it's never just as easy as, you know, uh, like I tell people, as a food-controlled diabetic, I aim for around 40 carbohydrates per meal, but then three snacks at 15 carbohydrates. But if I'm going hiking or expending a lot of energy, obviously you have to add to yeah. that. I mean, that's the thing. There's no, like... One size fits all. This is what's going to work for everybody. Don't you think? Exactly. Exactly. And the more active you are, then even, I mean, think about how much protein you need in a day. If you're more active, you need more grams of protein a day. Wouldn't it be, you know, wouldn't it just be common sense that if you're more active and more active might be, chasing your three kids around the house all day, sure. every day, you know. The, well, look at breastfeeding. Breastfeeding to, alone requires more carbohydrates, more calories, more, you know, and you're sitting feeding children, and I would imagine with three, that would require even more than someone with a single baby. So it's never just this is what you do. It just that drives me absolutely mm. bat crazy. Me too. Yes. Well, so and, wait, and you know wait, what? wait, wait, really quick. So you did breastfeed your three, your three, your three kids, right? 
I breastfed for as long as I could, but at the end yeah, of the day, that's there's, t- you know, there's, is tough. there's I can't only imagine. two there, so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, do, I, mean, you- I should say that one of my, one of my triplets actually had a, a birth injury. My kids were born in India. Oh, that's just a whole other story. Um, <laughs> and not a smart place to deliver triplets, by the way. Nothing wrong with, oh with you know, nothing I wrong with India, but not a place to deliver your triplets. And, uh, and my little, my, my poor little girl, um, wanted out fast. And so the doctor pulled on her and so she has, so she has cerebral palsy. So she was not able to breastfeed, but still breastfed the two that could and punch for the other one. And I actually, listen to this guys, you want to, everybody want to cry. Everybody listening want to cry. Went to a doctor who said, well, maybe you need to go on a low-carb diet. Oh, my gosh. We need to send a mail. Yeah. <laughs> What's the address? Oh, <laughs> Are you kidding me? You, you do have to understand that I took one look at him and said, you, you do realize that I have three children and I'm breastfeeding. Right. And I have a quick question for you. What country was that advice? What country did that advice come out of? Was that out that of India? That came out of no, that was out of Lebanon. No, actually, the, the Indians, well, the, unfortunately, the, the, it's, a, it's a very long story that I'm sure we don't really have time for, but my kids were born in two different hospitals um, because I was in labor, but my doctor sent me home and said, you're not in labor, and uh, I was. And so I had to imagine, you know the, the stories of women giving birth in, in taxis? Well, we've all heard those stories, right? I had, I oh almost my. was one of those women. So I gave birth to two of my children in one hospital where I swear there was a cow next door giving birth. Um, oh, my but, God. oh, my God. I, I, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm kidding about that kind of halfway. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, no, but that, that actually was given by a doctor in Lebanon. And uh, you know, God bless them, French educated. I don't take my children to French educated doctors anymore. Um, I don't go to French educated doctors anymore because that was the advice. You need to go on a low carb, uh, low carb, low fat diet. While breastfeeding. Oh my God. While breastfeeding. Well, look, ladies, any time, there is no time when that is okay. You know, God bless Dr. Dr. Jukhan. I'm sure that there was a place for him. If anybody knows what the Dukhan diet is, very high protein, no fat, no carbs. Um, and do you know how many women have broken thyroids as a result of that diet? Oh, yes. No. Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, you know, that it, to me is the saddest thing of anything of the information highway, the Internet, is the amount of information that gets put out there by at the same time very smart people and oh my god the trail of havoc that that wreaks on on so much of this information drives me cuckoo there i go back crazy again i I, maybe i just am back crazy see dana we found the reason (laughs) it just drives me crazy and unfortunately people have to go through it i mean i mean paleo is just you know people are like i I just have no energy. I'm like, well, for God's sake, eat some carbs. They're like, oh, no, carbs are bad. Yeah. No, carbs are not always bad. They're not always bad. Let's get that out there. Carbs and when you are say not always bad. Carbs, 
That doesn't mean go out and right. have a pizza. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't mean exactly. go out and have a pizza. But in the same time, you can't get all your carbs from broccoli. <laughs> I'm just no. saying. I'm going That's out on a limb here. Well, okay. You know, to eat 150 the, carbs or 160 carbs in veggies, you would be. You might as well just pack a sack all day long and just be like a rabbit uh, all day long. Exactly. Thank you. Well, and whoever said uh, the poor, whoever who's maligning the poor potato? I mean, I'm sorry, right. potatoes. I love potatoes. You know, you you put a forty percent magnesium. Me, like, it's Thank a super you. mag food. Super magnesium. I agree. No. I, I like I said, I'm a food controlled diabetic and I love potatoes. Potatoes are you know, I do very well with them. Now I know people that eat potatoes and they feel like hell. So I'm like, Well that's great, then that means that you probably shouldn't eat potatoes. <laughs> it's not a good not a good one for you. But to say, but that, well, you know, I just want to put that out there. You know, that the uh, no disrespect to all of the people that might be listening that might be paleo. Um, but Ladies and gents, carbs are in, in, in the right amount for you. And that means right. if, you, you know, if you have a hormonal imbalance, that's going to change. If you need to lose weight, that's going to change. Right. Um, but, you know, I'm sorry, guys. If you think you're following the caveman diet, I'm going to put that out there right now. Cavemen did not have sweet potatoes. And they most decisively did not have almond meal. So... Right. You, you know, you're kind of deluding yourself. If you really want to follow a caveman diet, go be prepared to hunt a squirrel because right. Right. that's essentially what it is. And, you know, I, I know that that is really um, confrontational, but it is what it is. Everything that my clients come to me by the time I get them, Dana and Tiffany, I swear, I get two or three emails from each one of them every day going, but I read on Google. I know. And Information highway. <laughs> yes, but I read on Google, and it's just like, step away from the computer. You know, that's my first response, step away from the computer. You know, fire well, if, if people can't be smart and take their, and realize now, especially what's going on in the world, and gosh, politics, ooh, crazy, that they have to be um, their own advocate, you know, for their health, and, and realize you have to listen to your body, and, and so, okay, you read one article that said paleo was great, well, but your body's different than everybody's. Everybody has a different body. You may have, like you said, hormonal issues, or adrenal issues, or, you know, a diabetic, or, you know, whatever, and so... Yeah, well, that, that information's is, out there, but be smart about it. I mean, sure you read it and then you file it away and you and you and you level or balance it out with every all the other information. You don't just adamantly go with well, what this think, one article says. Really? I mean I think what's really important is that when people don't feel well, they're desperate. Desperation has you know, I mean hundreds and thousands of dollars of supplements and reading like crazy trying to feel better. We've all been there. So I yes. think what's really more important, because logic is somehow lost, is lost right now. When you tell people to listen to your own body, to, that they're their own diagnostician, they look at you like a deer in headlights. So Maybe. let's That's give true. them some That's tangible true. things. Let's give them some tangible things, because I find that that works very well. And you are the pers- perfect person to ask, 
what are the psychological aspects of not eating enough carbs? What are the symptoms that people should look for? Because unfortunately, especially people with thyroid disease, they go, they want to blame their thyroid. So automatically it goes, I'm not on enough medication or I'm on too much medication or uh, everybody exactly. wants to go for the medication, right? So let's give them right. some tangible things to look for. When it comes down to not eating enough carbs, what are the psychological aspects of low-carb diets? Well, they're more physiological than they are psychological um, at first, although there are psychological aspects. The physiological aspects are um, weight loss stalls. Um, I know people don't like, nobody likes plateaus. Um, Feeling cold, uh, your body temperature lowering. Um, cold extremities, uh, fatigue, hair loss, um, and, and, and some of those are very extreme. Um, but remember, I, I, I need to stress this, that sugar-free glow that everybody talks about, that's actually adrenaline and cortisol, guys. That's actually that that a physiological. You know what? Repeat that, that, that again. Repeat that again. Loud and clear okay. about the cortisol. That's Okay, that sugar-free glow is actually a physiological response. It makes your eyes sparkly because your pupils are dilating. Um, it's actually trying to, to trigger you to be able to run from a tiger and, and boost your immune system to be able to handle any scratches you get along the way. But that sugar-free glow is actually adrenaline and cortisol. Now, cortisol is not the villain, I want to be very clear about that. Cortisol has a place in, its, in your body. It's supposed to be high in the morning and low in the evening. It's, it's there for a reason. It mobilizes blood sugar. Um, it's supposed to be there. It is not supposed to be chronically high. And when right. you are not giving your body enough carbs, you're going to have high cortisol, which means your adrenals are going to be stressed. Right. Which it's means like the diabetic are going to be off balance. <laughs> right. And and from a diabetic's perspective, you know, you can get to low blood sugar and that cortisol needing to run in from two places, not eating enough carbohydrates or eating too much carbohydrates. You get That's up right. and down or not enough carbohydrates sends you down. Cortisol has to kick in. It is not a good program. It's a it's a long-term it's- failure situation. Yeah, depression. Yes, that's, really that's what is. I was getting at. So many people on on low carb diets experience well, depression, depression and, and anxiety. it's actually fairly well documented, and anxiety. right? Right. Well, that, that or is anxiety. That absolutely. combination. Uh, a lot, absolutely. They, they did a, a recent study. I need to send you over the the, the study. They did a recent study of um, people with OCD that had controlled symptoms that went on a low carb diet had a tendency to have their OCD symptoms return very quick, quickly and rapidly, uh, regardless of the medication. Yep. Wow. Mm. Food is That's powerful, pretty... right? Isn't that what we're saying, ladies? Food is true. Powerful. Food is powerful. <laughs> but, you know, didn't, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. There's a reason that Hippocrates way back when said this. And it's really funny that we have just ran to the doctors for these little white pills, and the little white pills generally, I mean, if you don't know that, that it, okay, we're, we're not really 
talking about only thyroid here today, but you know we're talking about a low carb diet. But if you don't know the reason that you're going on this very low carb diet, uh, for example, a lot of people that try low carb are already hypothyroid. That needs to be said. And if a very low carb diet makes you more hypothyroid, and so you go to the doctor and he says, "Oh, you need more levothyroxine." You know, that's the vicious cycle. That's the vicious right. cycle, and that's what we need to stop. You know, that's when you, you might actually say, just need some fuel. <laughs> you might just yeah. need some fuel. <laughs> I'll tell you the number one, the number one most frightening uh, things, uh, pieces of advice I give to a lot of my clients, and it's so frightening. I tell them every morning, I'm talking about an orange, of orange juice and salt that signifies it just you know how many grams of carbs and I'm like I'm shaking my head going I know exactly how many grams of carbs I do I I do as much as a coke (laughs) we're talking an orange an orange you know but salted orange juice but no, we're talking about the juice of freshly pressed juice of one orange. Hypothyroid, when you're severely hypothyroid, that glass of orange juice and a, a healthy, you know, we're not talking a lot of starch, we're not talking a lot more fruit, a healthy um, diet, especially if there's insulin resistance or, or hormonal imbalance, that one cup is have orange juice it's not really it's not the same thing as a as a coke really it's not oh i thought you meant like a a little like an eight ounce glass of orange juice that has enough as much sugar and carbohydrates as a coke not one fresh you were breaking up there for a while so i couldn't hear what you were actually saying you kind of went in and out almost like a like bad cell service or something so i couldn't hear exactly what you were saying so i apologize uh no uh, the juice of one orange, which is actually not eight ounces. If you get eight ounces out of a, out, out of one orange, that's that's really shocking. It's a super orange. Um, that's a super <laughs> orange. That's a, that's a genetically modified monster. Um, no, I'm talking about the juice of one orange, mm-hmm. um, which is you know, you're lucky if you're going to get well over here. You'll get maybe three ounces. Um, right. And you're going to that. You're going to eat that with with. You know, maybe a couple of eggs or, I know, the egg word. Um, you know, or a little bit of protein and a little bit of fat. And, you know, and that's really going to help your thyroid wake up. You know, it's going to help that T4 convert. But if you're so afraid of carbs that you're, that you're you know, you can't eat a, a half a potato because it has over 20 grams of carbs, that's a problem. Right, or orange juice, you know, when people think, even people that eat healthy, you know, even if they are having some cut potatoes with onions and red potatoes. And what's interesting to me is when people don't realize, say, for example, and I'm sure you see it all the time, what about necessarily 20 carbs, you know, when they actually add up their meal, you know, or, uh, you know, so many people don't realize how many carbohydrates or how much sugar actually equates to, uh, a portion size, you know, like in the United States, our portion sizes are absurd. You know, they go way, 
much larger than than what the body needs. That's why everyone has insulin resistance, and you know they fuel give the body too much to deal with at one time. So when people, you know, when you realize that about you know fifteen twenty carbohydrates is like you know just like a palmful of cut potatoes. You know when when you go to a restaurant, you get a plate size, and it's it's an enormous portion. You know it's all for people to realize what actually adds up on their plate or even in their drink. I mean, drinks to me, you know, when people add that to it, they don't realize how many carbohydrates were actually in that drink, you know, added to their food. It's, it's, you know, craziness. I think everybody, this is my, my wish for everybody. I think everybody needs to spend a year in France, honestly. <laughs> a year I, in what, what was that? In, in, in France. In, oh, in France, yes. In France. Okay, your accent. We love it. Your accent is so great. And we, we've been chatting back and forth that you've got like a little bit of British. You sound American. Um, you, you've got it all mixed. We love it. So sometimes your words <laughs> is difficult to understand. But I'm, I'm totally um, following along because I understand the, the British language. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a mess. Uh, and I'm a gypsy. I lived five years of my life in uh, uh, six months in Japan and a couple months in China. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gypsy. I really mean it. Um, it's beautiful. It, 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 it was an, it, I have lived an amazing life. I was lucky enough to really get to know health actually from a little old Korean uh, Chinese doctor. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's incredible. But um, I think I probably even have a little bit of Korean accent in there if I'm if I'm really <laughs> honest. But I think everybody spends a year uh, living in Paris, and I was lucky enough to be able to do that. The idea of courses will blow your mind, but it's honestly what people really should eat. Um, you know, and women over there do enjoy a croissant every once in a while, not every day. I think. Um, right. You know, and they do have a little bit of sweet in the afternoon. And, you know, some of the healthiest people around. And and the funny thing is, and, you know, don't all, all of the Western A pricers jump on um, me at once. They're not, they're not living their life going, oh, what do I eat, what do I eat, what do I eat? They eat. Right. Um, and right. they have relatives. Healthy. I'm not saying that, that thyroid disease doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist in the numbers, the sheer numbers that it does in other parts of the world. Um, and they're still eating carbs, and they're not afraid of fat, and they're not counting. I mean, yeah, there are women on a diet that might cut out their, their, their sweets. Um, they might not put sugar in their coffee. They might not do sugar in their tea. Um, but the portion sizes are, honestly, you're talking about the size of a drink. How many people know what a big gulp is? I think isn't there now a super huge big, big gulp? Oh, geez. Yeah, I don't I'm pretty know. sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> do, you, do you know that a large, do you, it should be said, do you know that a large soda is a child size in the United States? Oh. A large soda. Oh, if you go into a restaurant and you order a large soda, it is the, the size of a child-sized soda in the United States. 
That's fabulous. That's fabulous. I, I mean, it, right, people would be, it's it's kind of like people would, now we're, you know, all things aside of fast food and everything, but people would be better off eating a Happy Meal than they are eating a, you know, even an adult, a full-size adult. That's more French. Unfortunately, that's a French that's, size. That is, but if you look at the number of those ladies, the the um the number of grams of carbs in the average French diet is right around two hundred, which is still sustainable because they walk. Right, right. They, they walk everywhere. My my hus- my husband is Yugoslav. So his grandma, we talk about his grandma all the time, you know, they and of course his grandfather was a baker, so he made pastries and you know, uh, and she was very lean. You know, they have a very French mentality, and and uh, mm. you know, she would have her coffee and a cookie, and I mean, they had their sweets. You know, that's what's so sad about this country is we, you know, of course everything is high fructose corn syrup in commercial bakeries, but uh, you know, um, right? I mean, it, it's the what we've done to our food that's part of the enemy too. Sugar per se is not necessarily an enemy. It's in what amount mm-hmm. yeah. and you know what type. You know, and what it's combined with. Remember Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, the fat is the key the on sugar. Yeah. Right. It, yes, it it really is. We've combined sugar in, you know, in Twinkies. Right. And right. sugar. <laughs> we equate strawberries to Twinkies, and there's something really wrong with that. <laughs> you know what my husband always says that pastries in Europe. You know, he says when he was a kid, pastries in Europe. You know, he could, as a child, could eat two or three. But he, you know, half the time he'll only get through half of an American pastry because he's like, it's too sweet. It's, there's, it's just like sicky sweet for him, you know. Yeah, for me as well, it's the same. I, I go back to the U.S. and I'm like, what am I eating? You know, this is, this is just diabetes. Right, right. Well, I would love to ask you about estrogen dominance and how that plays a role with hypothyroidism and low-carb diets. Oh, that's, oh, I love that. I could go on about that all day, though. Um, well, unfortunately, uh, estrogen dominance, absolutely, and we are, uh, as a whole, in ID, very estrogen dominant because we're exposed to so many zenestrogens. And a zenestrogen, for anybody that doesn't know, is any kind of foreign estrogen. It could be a pesticide. It could be, um, you know, I mean, an SLS is, is an endocrine, just a sodium lauryl sulfate, which is an absolutely everything from your toothpaste to your shampoo to everything, um, is an estrogen. It's an estrogen. So we're exposed and, and high numbers of texturized soy protein. I mean, there's soy in absolutely everything in the United everything. States. So we're exposed exposed to all of this. So this raises our levels of estrogen. And the higher the estrogen goes, and it can't really detox because we're, we're of the toxic overload on our livers. I mean, our livers are beautiful, wonderful things that are supposed to know how to dispose of everything that goes into our bodies. But we've devoted them. tend to be very low in progesterone and either normal or high um, in estrogen, and when I say estrogen, a lot of times I'm talking about a really dirty hormone, a, a hormone that is circulated and circulated and circulated long past its, its, its expiry date, so to speak, when it's supposed to be excreted by the body. Estrogen dominance essentially creates a, 
an atmosphere, an environment where the energy is right, thyroid binding globulin. So TBG, as a result of estrogen dominance, vast numbers, which also causes hypothyroidism. Now, it's not necessarily the root of hypothyroidism, but it is one problem. And the hypothyroid you get, the more that the liver isn't functioning properly. Remember, we've got that T4 conversion to T3, and when that is wrong and when it starts to elevate, um, when all of this goes wrong, the liver really, really does not function well, which affects the methylation pathways. I understand when I'm talking about this, it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right, um, right. It's all very <laughs> secular. Hypers do not exist in a vacuum. Okay, I need to be very clear about that. This is my guiding philosophy. If you look at the high, if you look at your thyroid, you have to look at your adrenals. You have to look at at the pituitary signals, the hypothalamus. You have to look at all of those to see how each one is functioning. But the more hypothyroid you get. And the more estrogen dominant you get, the more it all throws everything out of balance. And the thyroid is very key in, in progesterone production. So if the thyroid isn't functioning because the estrogen that's going to create an environment where there's less progesterone to oppose the estrogen. So in a sense, it's just a big, big chemical mess. Big, wreak havoc. Wonderful yes. explanation. Yes. Oh my Ooh. goodness. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> that is a flower field right there. It is a good flower field moment. I love that. <laughs> so much information. We just have to sit here and absorb it for a moment, Jacqueline. Whew. <laughs> so, as a closing note, it's a lot. It is a lot. It's I mean, we could spend a whole show, a whole afternoon on estrogen dominance alone. Yes. Yes, exactly. So to wrap up, some tips on eating correctly. What what is the the, the detox diva's correct balance of carbs, protein, fat for stable blood sugar and just keeping everything functioning? Sorry, there's a lot of feedback. Sorry, there's a lot. Okay. Um Eat carbs, protein, and fat with every meal. So an example is if you're eating a banana, for God's sake, eat a small banana or a half a banana. A um, little bit of maybe almond butter or peanut butter and, um, you know, an egg at breakfast. Or if you're eat, you know, if you sit down and eat, uh, I'm going to say the P word. I'm just warning everybody. Pasta, um, which is, you know, not necessarily if you're going to eat pasta, generally have what you think is a, is a portion. That's first of all. Um, and then right. make sure that you're eating it with something like, oh, I don't know, you know, don't just try to make it all about, you know, the cream sauce. Eat it with some sort of meat, yeah, uh, maybe tobacco or something like which is, has exactly. got a lot of the yeah, amino acids in there. Um, so if I could give you the perfect ratio. 
but I'm not going to even try to do that because there's no perfect ratio. What's what's a a perfect ratio for you is going to be much different than what is a perfect ratio who, you know, we're all different and we're we're all different ages. You know, we all have different health status. If you're estrogen dominant, you tend to need more protein um, somebody with, with absolutely balanced hormones. Um, if you're hypothyroid, you're going to need just a little bit more carbs than you're probably careful uh, that you eat. Um, and that might be even uh, something as small as five grams more. Uh, but it's I'm so sure that your carbs and fat and protein with every single Every time you sit down to, to, to eat a meal, make sure that you have your, your fat and your protein, you know, represented. That's, right. that's essentially it. Now, is it, you know, 30, 30, and 40, or, you know, who knows? Uh, well, I mean, I do, depending on, on where we're, what client that I'm working with. But, you know, it is different for everybody. It is different depending on your, your hormonal status, on your thyroid status, and whether or not you want to lose weight. And a very low-carb diet, well, no, very low-carb diets have a place in my clinical view with the, in very few people's lives. But a relatively low-carb diet can be very good for weight loss. Um, but a ketosis diet where the, the, pro, the, the protein is right around maybe 75 to 100 grams a day and the carbs are less than 20 grams a day and the fat is 110 grams a day, that's when things get a little insane in my view. Right. That's, right. That's I love the way you said represented. And I can just hear your, your thyroid crying, when, you know, when you're telling me you're on a ketosis diet. Right, right. So <laughs> sad. It's so sad. It doesn't have to be. All we need to do, I mean, ladies, I'll just leave you with this. You know, food, we've just gotten so food phobic in our cultures. You know, every single thing that we eat, for the most part, for, for the majority of people, is is a is this going to hurt me or is this going to help me or you know and that's just insane. We need to get back to not being afraid of food. Bread is not the enemy um, if you're healthy. Uh, Wonder bread is everybody's enemy, but you know a good loaf of sourdough <laughs> bread is is you know is is not something to to be afraid of. I'm sorry to say it, but bacon is not something to be afraid of. I don't. I, that just makes me scream when people say bacon is so unhealthy. You know, a pound of bacon is unhealthy. One or two strips, right. not so much. Right, right, right. Oh my gosh, it's so true. Yeah, absolutely, so true. Well, thank you Food is so not much for taking the time with your three beautiful new babies. Congratulations! Well, they they must new. be they'll be, they'll be three in four days, correct? So what are their names? Correct. Uh, I have my son's name is Faris, and my I have a little Isabel, little Isabel, and Isabel. my other daughter's name is Isabel. You can tell who named what, right? I got to name one of them. <laughs> That's funny. 
Oh, my goodness. You must be one busy mama. And uh, I love love watching children not care about what they eat. I love that. I, I, I love that I, I'll be sitting there eating an avocado and my little girl will go, avocado, avocado, and she'll want avocado. Aww. And, you know, or, or they go and they go and they'll, like, get a tomato and, and, and eat it like an apple. And I right. love that Savannah there's that. no concept of, of sod naps or, or, you know, problems with gut. I love that about children. Right, and they're such grazers by nature, or at least my four were. They were, you know, uh, they were grazers. You know, it wasn't something where I focused on, you know, their meals and if they went for something. It was very interesting to me how they would go carbohydrate, especially when they weren't feeling well. They would go carbohydrate, and protein was, was really just, they couldn't do it, couldn't eat it. You know, it was like they have a much more innate sense of what their body is requiring, you know. I, and, I, and mine are I, more yeah. carb centric too. Yeah, mine are more as well. They'll eat the the protein, but in smaller amounts because kids really no, don't. They sure. need more. They need more carbs than they need anything. Right. I mean, it's such a so changing any dynamic. On, any of you on ketosis diets, don't screw up your kids, please. Right. <laughs> Just I'm begging, don't screw up your kids. You know, let your kids eat carbs. Right, and and cholesterol. I mean, there a lot of people don't realize that you can do serious damage uh, to your children by restricting cholesterol under two years old. It's just, you know, um, yeah. Gosh, say that again. Let Let's leave on that. Say that again because that is so yeah. very important. Yeah, three, I, three I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, but. Even cholesterol, to a given degree, if it's the right kind of cholesterol, cholesterol meant ladies, ladies, anybody over 35, listen up. Cholesterol can be your friends. Cholesterol helps manufacture all those lovely sex hormones. Amen. Gee whiz. I mean, we need to have you back. We need to have a whole nother set. <laughs> and pictures of those beautiful babies. I will show off my children any day. I will show off all of my children any day. I'm one of those moms. I never thought I would be one of those moms, but I am one of those moms. It just happens. <laughs> I'm terrible. I never, I never thought I would be. I still am one of these people who, when, when people want to show me pictures of their kids, it's like, oh, God, do I have to? But I'm the first person to whip out my phone and go, look, look, look. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, we love it. Well, thank you so much for for taking the time. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, we'll let everybody know where they can find you. Or you know what? You tell everybody. Where's the best place they can find you and and services that you offer? Well, come to the Detox Diva. Look under work with me. I offer nutrition programs, and I am a functional medicine practitioner uh so i also do functional medicine so i i can offer any labs your your doctors don't want to give you um and you can find all of my packages on the detox diva and i do offer memberships as well so if you ever want to know what is seasonal eating and what healthy looks like come be a member 
Fabulous, fabulous. Right. Well, thank you so, so very much for being with us today. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. It was such a, and such I a pleasure. And I about this feedback. I know, I know. Yeah, we're we're sorry. Oh, my. Nothing we can do. But, okay, we thank, you. Uh, no. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready? She was amazing. (laughs) I loved loved that. I loved that. All right. So you can find Jacqueline at thedetoxdiva.com, her absolutely gorgeous site and her beautiful face. She's got a fabulous blog, and you can go to the work with me section. Session. Section. Okay, now I'm tongue-tied. I'm having a terrible time here. Uh, And she offers both private nutrition coaching and follow-along programs um, to help you get your detox on. Awesome. And it's such an elegant site. I love it. It is. It really is. It is. Okay. So she was wonderful, amazing. She has three kids. It's just just three triplets. Three toddlers. (laughs) Yeah. Remember those days, Dana? I I do not. not Three. I, I cannot even truly imagine. So. Okay, as always, a very big thank you to our listeners. Please share your thyroid thriver journey with us at thyroidnation.com. I will be doing those, and uh, I promise I'll be posting them. Actually, I'm going to get one when out you tomorrow. you feel good, it's a, it's a, you're listening to yes, your body, right? Better. You're listening to your body. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. You can check out products that, that we design like Brain Awake Inhaler, Mist Me and Call Me Pretty, Complexion Mist and Serum, Love Potion and Counting Sheep Massage Oil. I love these names that you made. I think they're so cute. The Speak Your Truth uh, Roll-On for the Thyroid and Thymus. It's wonderful for particularly if you get uh, anxious or upset. Uh, you can just roll it on the thyroid, roll it on the thymus, but it's wonderful support. Um, and botanical mists like I'm Your Everything and Flower Field Moments. Um, and we hope that you enjoy them as much as we enjoy designing and making them for you and enjoy using them ourselves. So uh, you can check those out at Thyroid Nation under the Essentials tab. Absolutely. And we did. We created them to help you start replacing some of the things that do have chemicals that you love. Maybe you can replace them with new things that you love. So. Make sure to um, follow Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com. On Facebook, we have a Hashis and Grace support group. you got to check it out. We're on Twitter and Instagram, and we will be blabbing. I was hoping to blab today, but I've got something I've got to go do. So just heard from my son. We're so getting there. You know there. how life is. You know we'll how life is. Soon. We'll blab when the universe decides that it's time, right? It'll happen. That's right. Dana and I always want to remind you, once again, we heard it confluently with her, uh, with the Detox Diva, uh, to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Uh, Stress will change things. Food will change things. Geography will change things. Oh, my goodness. So make sure to always listen to that beautiful diagnostician uh, that was given specifically to you about your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. Be very mindful, just like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It does talk to you, and it does tell you what you need to know. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Melanich of Grateful Garden. Bringing the collective voice of Thyroid Thrivers worldwide so that together, united, we heal. Bye, guys. 
Go be well. Bye.